Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to the Build Business Builder Show, where we feature champions from all over the planet who are conquering their respective industries. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that will inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to talk about teaching David to defeat Goliath, and Brian R. Johnson will walk us through that. Now, Brian solves the product visibility, engagement, and conversion issue, and he's helped over 20,000 brands sell over $1 billion on Amazon ad strategy and conversion rate optimization. He offers us to and partners with brands and sellers through his Amazon PPC troubleshooting community, coaching, innovation, and PCC, PPP, excuse me, PPC software, professional training courses, and his flagship advertising and marketing agency called Canopy Management. Brian, Sorry for stumbling on that bio, but it's Don't great worry. to have you here, It's a mouthful, yeah. No, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Bill. So I know, but some of our listeners don't quite know, Brian, who is it that you serve? Okay. Well, I mean, as far as the, the clientele or the audience that I, that I service the most, and that is those who are primarily selling physical products on the Amazon sales channel. So it's a pretty narrow audience, right? But I've been doing, I've been in the e-commerce space for about 14 years and now in the Amazon space specifically focused for about the last seven years. And so it's, it's a big enough community that I get a lot of opportunity to be able to help those brands sell more of their products on the Amazon sales channel. So you also have a team so, so what's your philosophy towards serving your team? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is uh, get out of their way for one. <laughs> so we now have canopy management now has over, I think it's over 105 employees across, I, I want to say at least 10 countries, multiple languages, and we've always been a remote organization. And so that's kind of in the past, that was a benefit. Now it's more of a requirement, right? To most, most yeah. organizations. But the biggest thing that we try to do is make sure that we are, you know, I mean, I could use the terms as far as like empowering people, but really we want them to, to succeed and to win. And one of the things that we do from a culture standpoint is every morning we do an entire staff huddle for like 15 minutes. And we don't say it's like, Hey, here's the problems or I've got questions, that kind of stuff. It's like, Hey, where do we win? Who helped you within the team? You know, who got, got caught being, who got caught being awesome? And in other words, helping you to succeed in your job. And it really gives a chance for each team member to shout each other out and on a daily basis and really reward those who step up to help each other. So I think that that's part of it is just making sure that the team recognizes that they are a cohesive team. It's not just a management structure with sales goals and these kind of things. It's really more of a case of like, look, we're, we're, you know, we might be working remotely, but we're in this together. So let's help each other out. Beautiful. I love that. I love that daily huddle idea. So uh, after we finish talking, I'm going to tell you about a client of mine that does one like that. And, and I think you'll like uh, some of the ideas they do as well. Nice. So switching back to your, the, the people that come to you to help them with Amazon, what problem, Brian, do they have that you and your team solve for them? 
Okay. Well, we're primarily an advertising and marketing agency. So what that basically means, break it down is we're always trying to solve the question, not only for our clients, but also for their clients, their customers who buy their products of what's in it for me. In other words, we've got to make sure that our clients' products are visible to their target audience, to their shoppers, that the, the shoppers feel like this is the product that seems to stand out from the competition. They, you know, they've got to stand out and that creates engagement or click through to their product listing. And then once their product listing, we need to close that loop and really teach the shopper why this product really does in fact stand out. What's in it for them by owning it? What's the real benefit if they own the product? And that dramatically increases conversion rates and really helps our clients to grow in visibility, grow in engagement with their shopping uh, audience, and of course, increase sales and increase profitable sales. So those are the big things we do through advertising and marketing for our clients. Beautiful. So uh, I'm going to ask you how you typically go about solving those problems. And maybe you could give us a case study of uh, somebody way back at the beginning or somebody that happened yesterday. And kind of tell us, Brian, how does somebody find Canopy? How do they? How do you engage with them? How do you bring them on board? Walk us through this, the process. Teach us the story of converting somebody from David into Goliath. <laughs> well, certainly. So there are plenty of instructor, instructors and courses and advice and software in the space now. But when I got started in the Amazon space seven years ago, a lot of the stuff didn't exist. And just out of my own survival, I had to start creating some of these things because I had a high focus on the pay-per-click or the PPC advertising aspects of Amazon in order to promote and to sell my own product lines and to promote and sell the products of, you know, a couple of my friends, I went out there searching for answers and it didn't exist. Amazon didn't have the training. There wasn't software. There wasn't training. There wasn't anybody even talking about what the correct path is in order to do this. And so out of necessity, I just started creating some of these things and creating a community so we could just hash it out, so we could mastermind, so we could talk about it. Well, that same group is over 22,000, you know, sellers strong now just in this mastermind, right? And unfortunately, it's one of those things where if you... If you go out seeking the answer, after a while, you have the answer, then people start asking you the questions of like, what's the answer? And you're constantly teaching, not because I went into it saying, oh, I'm going to teach instead of sell. I always plan on just selling. But ultimately what it came down to is people started wanting, they started coming to me on a regular basis in order to get the answers. And if I didn't know, I couldn't just say, oh, I don't know, because they looked at me now as an authority and I should know the answer. So I had to go out and get the answer. I had to know like, you know, 99% of all questions I, I had to be able to answer when it came to advertising products on Amazon. Software wasn't available. So I built software training, full training courses weren't available. And so I, I created the first training course, you know, so I, I created my own, unfortunately I create, I ended up creating my own competition in the space that now works, you know, now I consider my peers, but at the same time it, it built up the community. So just coming in and just trying to solve my own problems and then giving back and saying, okay, I'm going to make sure that everybody else around me who's trying to figure it out too, has the right answers, has legitimate answers because they weren't getting it from Amazon. And it just kept feeding itself over and over and over and over over the years. And so now at this point, I do have a considerable amount of name recognition within 
the Amazon sales channel, the private label seller community within things like Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and these kinds of things. But that's only a third of our audience that we work with as an, as an agency. We also work with large brands that are traditionally brick and mortar or those that sell millions of dollars on their own Shopify site. And they don't even sell on Amazon. So I will say is that it's easy for me to get in front of because I'm still teaching, still doing webinars every other week. I'm still putting content out on a daily basis just to try to educate the community. It's easy to get a hold of that community that has followed me over the years but the people who need it most, those who are on Shopify and WooCommerce and Walmart and those who are the, you know, the, the larger brick and mortar kind of brands out there, they really haven't heard me. And so I'm you know, finding that I have to start all over again. I have to come in and really give them a value proposition that helps me to stand out because I can't just rely on name recognition anymore. And so it's, it's, it never got easy. I think I just continued to make it harder. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Indeed. So let's talk about competition. You've, you've touched on a bit. You've said you've created some of your own competitors and so forth, but you're very unique from your competition. In addition to that kind of encyclopedia of things you do, tell us specifically why somebody should reach out to you, Brian, and also to Canopy and do business with you versus somebody else. Yeah, no, I understood. Absolutely. I think, you know, there's a couple of things that we ultimately had to solve for, and we didn't have those on day one. In fact, our first year, frankly, we, we tripped and landed on our face many times in order to, before we finally figured out how to solve these things, we pulled in resources, external resources in order to train us how to kind of open our eyes and see correctly what we needed to get done. And we've gotten to the point now where we've built up, fortunately, we were hiring a lot of what I consider to be, you know, some of the the experts in the space, those who had a significant experience in the space. We hired them early on before some of our competitors got a hold of them. And so we built up a really quality team over the years. We also made sure that we built out the processes. I think that's one of the things that I've learned, especially with Canopy is if you don't have the systems and the processes in place, you're for sure going to fail. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, because you're not providing consistency in the, the product or service that you're delivering. You're, you're going to have inconsistency and that's going to lead to quality control problems and then turnover churn, you know. And so it wasn't until we really nailed down our processes and our systems that we started getting consistency and performance. Now we have the luxury of saying, look, we have three superpowers that we focus on. We have like listing optimization, which is essentially saying, taking an Amazon product listing, making sure that it gets seen by Amazon well, that it gets seen very well by shoppers when they're searching for it. And that it has a compelling message of, you know, what are the benefits to you as a shopper for this product so that it converts at a higher level. Our second superpower is primarily the Amazon native PPC or pay-per-click advertising so that, you know, you can run ads on Amazon so that you can get shoppers to see your product. You can also have your competitors shoppers see your product as well. So there's a lot of different ways to do that. And then our third superpower to kind of round out this trifecta here is the Amazon display advertising, which is predominantly 
off Amazon remarketing saying, hey, you didn't make a purchase today on Amazon, but come back. In Google and Facebook, you know, it's like dropping a pixel, you would say, you would say in order to remarket to them and to say, hey, you know what, you didn't buy, but I'm going to keep on throwing ads at you as you're going around the web so that you can remember to come back and buy my product. And so those three is where we keep kind of our blinders on and stay very focused. We've gotten really good at those. So the biggest thing that differentiates us is no longer simply just name recognition. It's definitely evolved into our consistency to deliver above industry average performance for increased sales, increased visibility, increase in profitable in profit overall, increased conversion rates. These are things that brands sell products. They want all of these things and they want them all the time. And we've gotten really good at that. And so our, our, kind of our performance metrics across all of our clients has gotten high and it's gotten consistent. And that's, that's a great formula for, for attracting new business as well. Okay, beautiful. I love that. I love that trifecta. I love that superpower picture that you painted for us. So I think, so I think I understand and our, our listeners understand that as far as customers, you serve somebody that's just starting out, trying to figure out how to get into Amazon all the way to an established brick and mortar company that says, you know, we should also sell on Amazon. Let's get a store in there. You cover that whole waterfront. You told us about the problem they have in dealing with Amazon itself and how the, the problems they have in finding people to come buy from them versus somebody else. And you gave us a couple of examples of how you do it. You've differentiated yourself from your competition. So, Brian, my man, thank you for that. Now, what I'd like to do now is have you put on a new hat. Okay. Now you're, you're, you're in business school. Yeah, new hat. <laughs> you're in business school. You're the prof. So tell us about how you went about building your business, how you built your team originally, how you currently manage your company. And then I'll ask you some drill down questions as you go through that. So, so when did you found the company? When, when was that? How long ago? I mean, it's, we're in our fourth year now for Canopy okay. Yeah. So I've been in the Amazon's, uh, like I said earlier, as a e-commerce for 14, Amazon for seven and this agency specifically for the last four years. And we started out, you know, with four of us. Well, okay. Before, before you go that far. So I, I think everybody would love to hear that those, those three steps. So e-commerce tells a little bit about that. Okay. What got you into Amazon personally, yep. and then what motivated you to start the agency? Certainly. So e-commerce, I was always, I always had that entrepreneurial bug. So I was always trying to do moonlight, you know, on the nights and weekends and that kind of stuff. But I think it wasn't until e-commerce came around where I was initially buying and reselling commercial, commercial equipment, like from restaurants and bars and stores and reselling that on eBay. So I spent seven years on the eBay side of the house. And I ended up shifting in the first couple of years, I shifted over and started selling money counters, bill count, you know, like bill counters, yep. coin yep. sorters, these kind of things. And I was simply just a reseller for several different manufacturers. My, my one claim, I've got some interesting stories from there, but my one claim to fame for anybody who is a Breaking Bad fan is the, uh, the black bill counter in season two, episode seven or 10, I think it was, is actually one that I shipped to them overnight because they were filming the next day and they, they were in a panic and they said, we need your machine. Do you have it? It's like, yes. And it cost them more to ship it than it did actually to, to own the machine itself. Nice but story. I like to tell that little story because I was always a fan of Breaking Bad myself. And, but, but I, I did a lot of that. And when I had gotten to the point where I thought that I was doing pretty well on the eBay side of the house, I had a buddy 
mine and says, Hey, you know, have you really checked out Amazon? I'm like, and of course I thought like, what Kindle books, what are you talking about? Of course it was none of that, right? It was private label, sure. you know, creating your own products and then selling them as your own. And so I had a friend of mine who pulled me in to the space and I quickly recognized I'm like, Oh, this is a way bigger opportunity than what I was doing. So I retired my old company doing the money counters and I quickly shifted over to my own product. And I got schooled real fast on how to fail. <laughs> so my first year, I, I came out with my own products the first year. And I went to one of the big, one of the big conferences of one of the big teaching groups that was around. And one of the guys up on stage says, look, you know, Amazon is such a, a, a blue ocean opportunity, wild west. You can just go out there and easily just take over. And all you have to do back then, all you have to do is simply just come in with a better looking listing, more photos, you know, better copywriting on the listing. And he showed my competitor, my direct competitor's product listing. Within three months, I must have had at least 30 to 40 new competitors <laughs> in that product. No imagination whatsoever, apparently, in the audience. But that also taught me pretty quick is, okay, you got to keep moving. You got to adapt. You got you to pivot. You can't simply just rely on one thing because you're going to get caught no matter how innovative your product might be, how whether you've got a patented or anything like that, somebody's going to catch you within three to six months. You got to keep moving. So that was one of the major lessons that I've learned in the last few years. Second thing, of course, in the, in the Amazon space. Well, I mean, that's actually when I started, I knew a little bit more than some of my friends and some of my friends were struggling with some of their products on Amazon. So I tried to give them some advice and that just kind of blossomed over the years and just got bigger and bigger. And like I said before, I was trying to solve not only my own, my own problems of how to sell more on Amazon, but also solve theirs. And that just kind of snowballed over the years into what is now, of course, canopy management and like we don't want you to teach us anymore we want you to just do it for us because obviously you know what you're doing you're keeping up on all the changes on amazon all the time you're plugged into people who work at amazon as well as all of your expert peers out there in the community who also know what's going on why do i need to spend my time doing this when i need to focus on how do i save a buck on sourcing how do i you know, get warehouse space, you know, for my next container shipment, these kind of things. So it just kind of, it makes sense. So, uh, so then, okay, no, that's great. Thanks for that backstory. So then you decided to start Canopy. Yeah. And when was that? Four years that, ago. Yeah. So that was four years ago. And so, yeah, you so a, that was. You had a partner at the beginning or just. You I did. Or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I had actually the, who's actually the CEO of Canopy Management and him and I, his name is also Brian. And so him and I had actually started the, the professional training course that we had for Amazon, for advertising on Amazon. And we had done that for three years leading up to launching Canopy because we had a lot of students. We had a number of people that we were trying to teach to. And they said, well, just can't you just do it for us? And that's kind of like, okay, obviously we need to start the agency. So we did. And like I said, the first year he was great as far as advertising and marketing the agency and getting new clients in. And apparently I turned out to be really good at showing them the door on the way out. So I, he'd get them, I'd lose them. The biggest thing that I learned from that was the, I had too much that was stored in my head as far as how things were doing, how things should be done. And the mistake that I was making was trying to hire people into a team to do it and not being able to have them follow what's in my head. So until we could get it out of my head and into paper, into a checklist that could be repeated, 
we kept on failing. Well, we finally solved that and we finally hired the right people who are a much better operator than I was, who understood the value of you've got to get these processes in place. You've got to have this kind of system for accountability. And once we started getting in those places, we started keeping the clients that I was losing previously. And it wasn't because I was, you know, doing anything, you know, you know, bad. It was just, I, I just didn't have consistency. And so things were getting missed. Mistakes were being made. And these are all comes back to, do you have a system of processes that everybody on your team knows what that is and can follow that consistently, even if you're, they're not the subject matter expert. And it was, wasn't until then that we finally started like getting consistency for our clients and consistently keeping our clients year over year. So you mentioned, I think you, had, you have over a hundred employees now around the yeah. planet. So what's your management team look like? Who's on the team and, and how do you manage the firm day to day in addition to your daily meetings? Yeah. So we've got, I mean, there's certainly, there's executive staff, mostly administrative, you know, finance management, HR management, that kind of stuff, right? You've got the CEOs, you've got the, uh, the, the chief operating officer, you've got chief marketing officer. It's actually our conversion rate conversion officer. So they, they handle both sales and marketing. And then each department usually has a director or a manager. Now, larger departments like our ad teams. So we have four ad teams that are managed by layers of team leads and managers and directors. And most of the reason we do that is not for micromanagement or for HR reporting. It's so that we've got cross coverage so that if anybody's ever out of office, if anybody ever gets overloaded one week or one day, somebody goes down with COVID, we always have a, a, a mesh of equally trained people in the organization that can simply just step in and take over so we don't miss a beat for the client. That's important as well. You can't have, you know, Amazon works heavily in silos. And there's a reason strategically for having siloed information within a large organization like a Google or an Amazon. But in a service, see an agency type service like we have, it's consistency and, and predictability of the performance that you're delivering is what's going to going to retain your clients and your employees again and again. And so that's why, you know, having the processes, having everybody being able to just step in, even it's like, oh, this isn't my account. It's okay. You still know what needs to get done. And so that really kind of helps as far as, and we always have, you know, we've got, you know, people who are junior, we are just recently starting internship, an internship program, but usually we hire full-time, even at a junior level, and we train them up in the system and they evolve as a person and they get better and they graduate to the next level and to the next level. And so there's a lot of room for-, for That's interesting. So, so you would, you would rather hire a rookie and teach them your system than try to retrain somebody that's doing something else. Historically, we always hired the best of the best. Okay. But the community was just not that big. 
Okay, I see. So after a while, you you tap out and you realize like, okay, this person who's the best of the best is now a direct competitor. They they actually went and started their own company before we got a chance to hire them. <laughs> so, and some of them we've even interviewed, and we ended up choosing somebody else, and they went and started their own agency, and now they're a direct competitor. You know, so that kind of stuff does, does happen. But at the same time, I've got a lot of respect for people, other people in my field that I consider my peers. And sometimes we'll even, you know, we've acquired other agencies, other smaller agencies, because we've gotten to scale at certain functions, administrative mostly in marketing and sales. And it just made a lot more sense for them to say, you know what, we've been struggling this whole time. We do well at, as an ad team, cool, become part of an ad team, partner with us, join our, join our company. And there's been a, there's been a couple of situations where we've grown our staff primarily because of acquisition and partnerships that way. We don't usually grow our client base because usually they're working with smaller clients that may be below where we would normally work with. But if we can get the best talent, you know, do an aqua hire and acquire them in order to get their level of skill and experience, that is definitely going to pay off for us. Oh, interesting. So what's holding you back right now? What I mentioned earlier that's holding us back is just trying to get reach. It's, it's, we pretty much have tapped out, I think, most of the audience that already knows who I am Okay, within the Amazon private label seller space. And a lot of the, the clients that we've done had quite a bit of success for are those, you know, the off Amazon brands. Those who sell primarily on through brick and mortar, they may have people that resell their product on Amazon, but they don't really have any kind of control over an individual sales channel like Amazon. We'd right. love to be able to help them. And those that we have had the opportunity to get in front of and to help, we've been able to scale their sales considerably through the Amazon sales channel. So those who are not currently 100% focused on Amazon, who are a Omni-channel, you know, they're across multiple channels. Maybe they have they have relied traditionally on brick and mortar retail, and they're realizing they've got to change. They've got to pivot, like everybody does, because of things like COVID, because of the change of staffing and store, you know, sales. And we've we just need to get to try to get in front of more and more of them. And we're you know we're figuring that out as we go, but it's it's you know it's a new learning curve. You know, it's a new territory for us. We're still trying to power through it. We're, we're making new mistakes, but we're willing to make those mistakes in order to, because we, we are so confident in what we can actually do for those pers- prospective clients. So how can our listeners get a hold of you, Brian? So I'm thinking about the potential customers, mm-hmm. potential employees, potential, obviously, acquisition candidates, et cetera. So maybe it's one place, maybe it's multiple place. And then you mentioned a community, your mastermind. So how would they go about joining that as well? So yeah. how do they do that? Well, I mean, I, was, I would say that probably the, the easiest one, the most direct way, certainly you could come out to our site, canopymanagement.com. There are, you know, the list of the positions that we're hiring for. There are, you know, you can start a conversation if you're looking to see whether or not Canopy is going to be a good fit for, to grow, you know, your brand. And that's at canopymanagement.com. I will throw this out there and I know I'll get some marketing emails as a result of it, but my email, my direct email is Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at canopymanagement.com if you want to reach out to me directly. Yes, I am out on Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn and 
Twitter and all these other kind of social media places. And I do have communities on Facebook and I do speak at a number of different events. So that if you go to any Amazon event, sure, you know, be sure to look me up. But yeah, if you want to just have a conversation and, and ask questions, I'm, my door's open. So Brian at canopymanagement.com. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being so beautifully candid with everybody. <laughs> so Brian, what's the one question I should have asked you, but I didn't. And what's the answer to that one? I think that what I probably, what I, what I see too often, and frankly, it, it's frustrating because I know the right answer, but I know that a lot of brands out there, they don't do a good job yet. And, and literally I can, it's like throwing a dart at a wall. You know, it's like I can, I can easily, have, I can go out to any single product niche on Amazon and point out where 90% of the brands out there are making, are doing it wrong now. They've, they've, because of years of listening to the same instructors, including me, listening to the same systems, and they've, they've been taught to emulate their competitors. And so now everybody kind of looks the same. Right. When, when a shopper goes out to Amazon, they see a whole lot of copycats, a whole lot of the same kind of thing. It becomes very vanilla. And so the question is when developing a new product, when trying to promote a new product, actually not even promoting a new product, simply just bringing a new product to market. When you're going to actually source the new product, have it manufactured, make sure that you've already answered the question. How do I tell the shopper? What's in it for me? What's in it for the shopper? In other words, have your marketing mindset already figured out. You don't have to have it perfected, but you do need to figure out, am I solving a pain for the shopper? And can I explain it as a benefit to them when I launch? Or am I just going to copy and paste what somebody else's product listing is who's not correctly communicating to their shopper? So make sure that anytime if I'm developing a new product, I should be, always be thinking about the benefit, the what's in it for me to my shopper so that when I bring it to market, my packaging, my product listing, even the features that I choose to have the manufacturer create for me are actually solving problems that I recognize that the shoppers have who are shopping for my kind of product. Know it before you start. Know it before you start. That's beautiful. And then, then go to you and your team and have that idea refined. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We, 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 we have a minimum, right? So we typically start with brands that are selling at least, you know, 40,000 a month in sales, whether it's on Amazon okay, or on Amazon. So we don't typically do the, the startup, right? There's a lot of free training on YouTube, including my own. There's a lot on Facebook and LinkedIn and, you know, TikTok and, you know, anywhere you want to go. There's a lot of free training for anybody who's just getting started. But when you get to the point where it makes sense, where you know that you can scale to a whole new level, where you know that this is more than what your own team can, can keep up with, maybe if Amazon is simply just not your preferred or focus point of focus as far as a, a sales channel, then at least have a conversation with somebody like our team at Canopy Management so that you get a second opinion about how do we do it? Is there anything that we can do for you? Maybe the answer is yes, and we get to work together. Cool. If not, you got to walk away with like, hey, here's some advice to help you move forward. Beautiful. Not Thank really you, Brian. There. That's fantastic. <laughs>
So everybody, in closing, let's focus on a single fact, and that is that our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first learning and then applying a proven combination of having the right mindset of a dedication to a system of management, and number three, leveraging high-performance teams. So thanks for listening, Brian. Thank you very much for spending your time with us today. My pleasure. Anytime. Anytime. 